Relationships can be hard work, as we often say. But that hard work, quote-unquote, can be very simple and, in fact, a lot of fun. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This episode is for everyone interested in ideas and practical tools to develop the most useful skills for yourself and for the people you care about. There are specific stages to a romantic relationship. And oftentimes, if we don't learn about it, or we haven't had enough experience, we would not know what these are. Especially when we are younger. We think that whatever we have at the moment will stay that way, or that it will evolve in a way that is not predictable, that it is outside of our control, that things happen on the outside that will determine the fate of the relationship. And we don't realize the power that we wield as two participants in an intimate relationship in making sure that, aside from some bumps on the road, which are inevitable, we will stay on the right track, both of us. Because when we are in a new relationship, typically it feels so great, it's hard to realize that things will change and evolve, and how that will happen. We might think that we will be in love forever, but the infatuation stage usually lasts for about two years, or maybe less, which is about the minimum biological time that we need to procreate and make sure that the kids are walking. That's how we were programmed by nature. And nature doesn't give a damn about what happens later. That is up to us. Fortunately, there are a few things that when you both make sure that you keep doing them, You can so make it happen that your relationship will not only stay on the right track, it will get better over time. And you've probably seen some relationship advice before. And there are tons of materials on the internet, each one saying kind of the same things, but also a lot of different things, or a lot of tips to that end. And they may all be interesting and useful to know about, But what I like to do is to break things down to the most fundamental elements that, if you make sure are in place, everything else will work out. I like to break things apart and then make sure I get the key right so that everything else will work. Everything else will fall in place. It's what we call the Occam razor in science. If you have a theory that is complicated, it typically is not a very useful one because there's a lot of ballast that shouldn't be there. But when you keep cutting things away until you get to the core and nothing can be removed, that's how you know you're onto something. That's how you know you have the real deal. This is what it's really about. So there are several key principles in relationships and in maintaining good and healthy ones over time, that if you keep in mind and you make sure that you're doing the things that need to be done, 
that come from these principles, you'll make sure that your relationship will be better, probably, than any relationship that you've had so far. You have that power. And the three principles would be being kind to each other, taking care of each other, and not taking each other for granted. If you can do these things in your day-to-day life, in your interactions with your significant other, you will do the best you can for the relationship. So the first principle would be to be good to each other, to make your interactions positive, to appreciate, just plain be nice to each other. And you notice that when you do that, the other person will always or almost always, they'll want to reciprocate. They'll want to treat you the same way you treat them. This is why treating someone badly is always a bad idea. It always backfires. If you're in a relationship with someone who's a narcissist, treating them nicely might not actually work. This is one of the few cases when it won't. But in that case, of course, you need to rethink whether or not you want to be in the relationship. The other principle, taking care of each other. You see, in a healthy relationship, it is a very good thing to think of the other person kind of first. And I say kind of, because this also can backfire with a person who is not emotionally mature. So I can't recommend it for everyone in every situation. It's about choosing the right person to begin with. So helping each other out while respecting their boundaries, not taking over the responsibilities that they have, but being supportive, being encouraging, and helping the other one achieve their goals, and have them do the same for us, because we like to give, we like to participate, we like to make each other's lives better. And the other one that Maybe one of the first ones that go out of the window in a typical relationship would be not taking each other for granted. That is, I think I heard this one being referred to as treating the other person as the most important client of your company, which might seem weird or formal, but that is not the point. It is treating your significant other with respect and with appreciation. And I particularly love this principle because it can do so much. It's easy to become complacent and then consider their time, your time, or even start bossing them around instead of appreciating what they do for you because they don't have to. So this simple tweak in perspective where you appreciate him or her and you respect their time as a separate person, separate but connected, where you give each other space and you give them time and encouragement to achieve their goals that you will not necessarily profit from, that in fact might seem to be counterproductive. Because it can be natural to think, if you're not in a very healthy relationship, that your spouse's or partner's successes can mean They'll think of themselves as better than you are, or that they might leave you for somebody, quote-unquote, better. 
and this might happen, but you're probably not making that more likely by supporting your partner. That support will be very important for them, and they will love you for it. To me, my partner's successes are mostly encouragement to do better on my own end, so that we can both succeed and support each other. Because we're both individuals with individual goals, but also we are a team. We work together, and we care about each other. So that when I have that feeling that maybe she's too good for me, or that she might be slipping away by being more successful than I am, that now translates directly into me making more effort, achieving my own goals, not to try to impress, but to make both of our lives better. And that when trouble come and fights happen, as they will. We can keep this perspective where we focus on the good things and we try to encourage each other to achieve our goals, not those that we have for the other one, but those that matter to the person trying to achieve them. We can focus on each other's strengths and come from that, come from what you appreciate about the other person. What do you want to strengthen? You see, when I was younger, I thought that it was a good idea to focus on the things that I liked about the other person and try to compliment them on that so that I would lead her to develop those, to become more of what I want her to be. And that is not a great idea because your ideas of your partner are not ever the same as her idea or his idea about themselves. So it really is about encouraging them to achieve their own best for them. If you try to mold the other person to your own image, that is manipulation. And it can only work for so long. Because the fact is, there's no perfect person for anybody. There's no the one, the perfect partner, and they shouldn't be there. We make them the one by choosing them and by choosing the right approach. By maintaining the right perspective, that works for both of us. That is positive and encouraging and respectful, appreciative, where we can talk openly about what we want in the relationship, what we want to create because we're comfortable with each other and we know we won't attack each other for saying it while trying to achieve our mutual goals. And this is where being objective may not be the best idea or even being constructively critical. I have a friend, a girl I wanted to date at some point, where we had this very frank and open relationship and she would always tell me, when she could find a weakness in me, and she was very good at that. And as much as I found that helpful, after a while, I realized that I could never relax when I was with her, because I knew she was always probing in my defenses. And after a while, I would be nervous just being around her. This can be good for a coach, somebody who trains you to become more aware of your weaknesses, 
so that you can patch over them and you can become stronger. But it's not a very good idea in an actual relationship. There you need to be supportive and in fact overlook some of the weaknesses and build on the strengths. This is not dishonest. It's just being kind and smart because it works so much better. I've heard this referred to as positive illusion. That is, you create the illusion for yourself that your partner is perfect, even though you know they're not. And you make that illusion positive, which will go a long way in treating them better, in being nicer to them, in taking better care of them, and in appreciating everything they do for you and the time you spend together. So this is one of the few situations when being less than completely objective is actually a good thing. Because we have a natural tendency to focus more on the negatives. And then when we become verbal about those weaknesses and those deficiencies, we're growing them, we're making them stronger. We're making our partner more aware of these than of the things we actually want in the relationship. So in this way, we are doing both of us a disservice. And it doesn't matter that much how well meant what we say or how we treat them might be. So enjoy that illusion and make the best of it. Don't try to change who you are. Read what the other person wants in a partner and then try to become that. Because they should not fall in love with the false image that you project. And it's not easy to change yourself. And you shouldn't do that for somebody else. For anybody else. You want to attract them and to keep attracting them by who you're becoming. By continuously being on a journey to become your best self because that's what you want. So don't alter who you are for the other person's benefit or for your benefit from the relationship or to keep that relationship. If your goals and perspectives are not aligned enough, then you might reconsider the relationship itself and make sure that you're in it for the right reasons so that you can maintain a relationship where you're both open where you're comfortable with each other because you're honest and supportive and respectful that you're honest enough that you can always trust each other and make it a habit to be appreciative of what the other person does for you because we often don't do that enough. In all areas of our lives and relationships, we often don't notice what the other person likes that we did for them that maybe we didn't even plan to do. Particularly in sex and intimacy, oftentimes we wouldn't know what the other person likes and appreciates if they don't tell us. And in many relationships, we don't really talk about these things enough. And then when we do, we are often surprised at what the answers are, what they will tell us. Or we hope to be asked, just so we can get more of what we really appreciate. 
talking about these things goes a really long way in making both of us happy and fulfilled. So that we can have that relationship, fulfill all of our needs, obvious ones as well as those that we might not even be aware of. And we can keep that kind of relationship forever, as long as we are alive. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. Remember that learning is a change of behavior. Any positive change you make and keep has a cumulative effect that'll make your life even better. If you found anything useful or interesting in this episode, please share it with your friends. You can reach me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Talk to you again soon. In the meantime, leave the world a little better than you found it.